to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So what is up, y'all? I almost wasn't sure if y'all can get an episode this week, because the girl was, um, I felt a little under the weather at first, so I actually was able to get some rest, get my shit together, and uh, now I'm here, and I'm glad to be here. Uh, let's see, so today I'm going to do an All Hot Topics episode, I'm really excited about it, so I can talk my shit. I, uh... I'm not going to tell you what I'm talking about, but I'm going to try to go over a whole bunch of shit in this little bit of time. Um, let's see. So what else have I had going on? Um, I haven't had much going on, you know, um, we've been prepping, getting ready for the child's spring break and just trying to get his ass out of high school. Um, and other than that, that's really about it. Um, there's really been nothing going on. So let's just go into some of today's motivational So for today's motivational, I saw something uh, about a couple weeks ago and I thought it was really cool. And I was watching, um, I was watching this YouTube video and this girl was talking about, you know, just doing affirmations and how she tried to maintain a positive attitude. So she said that basically what she does when she feels down, she makes a, she makes a happy list. And it's basically a list of just all the things that she's grateful for, all the things that make her happy. And so for times that like, say she's having a moment of self-doubt or say that she's feeling away, she sits and just makes um, a happy list and she reads it. That was actually pretty cool when I saw that. Cause I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's good to be reminded of the things that we just take for granted or we just forget, you know, I have so much stuff to be thankful for. I have so many amazing friends uh, I have so much just amazing things happening in my life right now. Like even when I'm stressed the fuck out, you know, I still am constantly reminded of all the goodness that's taking place in my life. And so, you know, my, that's where my gratefulness and my thankfulness come from. So, um, I think making that list would be cool. I'm going to do it. You guys tell me if you do it and we'll see. All right. So for my black excellence this week, it goes to Beyonce uh, and she was at the Grammys, which was hilarious because they really literally did a Grammys like drive through. I think they came like her and Jay-Z came like halfway through the Grammys, which I found to be hilarious. I also thought it was hilarious that she was in the stands and she told them she wasn't performing and she didn't perform and Megan Thee Stallion performed Savage Remix and Beyonce was just sitting there watching. So I thought that was funny too, but Beyonce doesn't have to do anything because it's Beyonce, right? So, uh, she now is the most decorated uh, women, uh, musician of all time. So I think she has the most Grammys out of any woman. Uh, I think from last night, I feel like I'm about to get the line, but I should have confirmed this, but I, I'm pretty sure that she finished at 28 last night. And, uh, and also Blue Ivy got her first one. So that was pretty dope too. I love how Jay-Z and Beyonce, uh, they maintain blue being a child. You can tell she's still pretty much like a kid. You know, she don't, she don't come off grown. She don't, you know, you don't see her looking grown, um, like grown acting. And, um, but they also, you know, are slowly putting her into the arts and giving her credit for it and, and letting her shine and letting her kind of like have her own path. So, I mean, it's pretty cool to be under 10 and already have a Grammy. So, uh, big ups to both of them. And, um, I just thought Beyonce had so much grace at the Grammys last night. So I was definitely here for it. All right. So let's see. I got quite a few hot topics. Not too much. Maybe not. But uh, let's just go over since we're talking about the Grammys. Let's just recap recap the Grammys. 
and then we'll go into the rest of my hot topics. So for the Grammys, I was, hmm, I got mixed feelings about the Grammys, to be completely honest with you. I think this is the most diverse that we've seen the Grammys, which, you know, that's something to be thankful for because I think inclusion matters. I don't know if they were far reaching this year with, with the amount of women that won. Um, I'm not complaining though, because I think that, you know, women deserve to, there's so many amazing women musicians. I think they deserve it. Um, let's see last night, Taylor Swift, uh, she won her, I think her third album of the year. Um, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about Taylor Swift because folklore was the shit. Um, it really was. That was her first CD that she crossed over into pop. So she came out last year with folklore and evermore. I think, I think Taylor Swift had one of the best 2020s out of any musician last year. Uh, one of, one of the best ones out of, out of the musicians. She wasn't the only one I thought, but Taylor Swift was on my list. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion won three. She looked completely just awestruck and just in complete surprise. So I thought, uh, I thought hers was her. I thought she was really good. Um, I did think it was funny to see, um, I think it was funny to see Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B perform WAP. I think it's crazy to me that so many people get so upset by, you know, uh, women showing their sexuality. I mean, we're in 2021. I think people should just get over it. But uh, I was a little surprised myself. I'm not going to lie to you. But, um, and thank goodness I wasn't watching it with any little children. But, hey, I mean, you know, it's WAP. I don't know what, I don't know no other way you can perform WAP except for the way that they did it. So I was like, okay. Um, little Baby performance was good. From my understanding, he he was never going to perform that song. Um, that song was actually about, uh, gosh, um, don't give me the line. The, the black man that was killed in, in Atlanta, I think his name was Raymond Brooks, um, the one that was killing the Wendy's. So um, he wrote that song in regards to that. Now, this was something that was interesting that I didn't necessarily like, but oh, well, I don't know. He basically said he was never planning on recording that song live because he doesn't view himself as an activist. But here's the thing, though. Even if you don't view yourself, quote unquote, as an activist, what he did in that moment was him being an activist for one. And two, like, even if you don't view yourself as an activist, as a musician, words have power and you can use your platform to speak out against injustices and things that's going on. So even if you don't view yourself as an activist, right, there's still you know, kids that listen to your music and kids that look up to the things that you're saying. And so, you know, you do have a platform and I would say honestly and truly, you know, even if you might not want the responsibility, you do have a responsibility, right? So I thought it was a good thing that he performed a song. He actually spoke with messaging because a lot of times this music, especially rap music nowadays have so much fucked up shit in it. It's nice to actually have some music that's talking about some shit. And that somebody might can, like a little kid out here can take something away from the music. So I didn't think anything was wrong with that. I don't know. Okay. So what else did I see at the Grammys? Uh, oh, another interesting thing. Nas won his, um, won his first one ever. I, I thought that was crazy. Like, and I usually keep up with this. I watched, I'm a Grammy watcher. I'm a war show watcher. And I cannot believe that was Nas's first one, but, um, his latest CD that was good though. So, so that was a good win. Uh, let's see. Tiffany Haddish won for um, Best Comedy Album. 
no one black has won that category uh well black woman since 1986 and i want to say the last person that won or 87 or the last person that won was whoopi goldberg crazy right so what else happened i think that was all my takeaways i think from the grammys but the grammys was the most diverse ever this year uh we saw a lot of women win um I will say this much. I, I like the fact that it was diverse. I just wanted to still be fair, right? Now, I feel like the ones that won it this year, like Meg Thee Stallion, Taylor, Beyonce, I think those were valid. But, you know, you just want to make sure that they're not just, just trying to fix their inclusion or fix their diversity issues. They're just automatically just giving it to these people. Not saying they did it this year, but I'm saying in the future, you don't want that. Uh, so, yeah, so it was good. I thought it was kind of cool the way they had it set up too. So I thought that was kind of cool too. All right. So while we're still talking about, um, let's see, while we're still talking about music, let's just jump over to um, the issue that's going on with Kurt Franklin. So I'm not really sure if you guys heard, I was going to play it, the audio, but I didn't really want to play it because I think, I think it's kind of fucked up in a lot of ways and I'm going to explain why. All right. So over the weekend, Kirk Franklin's son, Kirian, he recorded a conversation he was having with his dad, Kirk Franklin. And it basically, at the end of the recording, you basically hear Kirk Franklin cuss out his son, um, just to basically put it the way he put it. Um, he basically told him that he was going to put a foot in his ass for disrespecting him. Uh, I think he might've said he might've break his fucking neck. And I think he called him a bitch ass, right? Uh, and that, and this was the me giving you the the condensed version, right? Uh, a couple of days later, Kurt Franklin comes out and he apologizes to like you know his people and the congregation and things like that, um, his the church folks. <sighs> okay, so here's the thing. So I will say this much. I don't think there's nobody in this world that grew up in a black family that you could just talk to your parents crazy. I just being completely honest, like my parents was crazy as fuck and I didn't fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't sitting there, you know, uh, fuck with them in that degree just to put it in context too, because I've been seeing so much and I've been seeing Kurt Franklin getting raked over the coals and I'm not saying, I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm not saying what he said was right, but this is a 33 year old man. His son is 33, right? And it was clear in the conversation that the son was seeming like he was trying to antagonize him. He blatantly knew he was recording. He was recording his father trying to, you know, to me, it seemed like he tried to bait him. Uh, Kurt Franklin spoke about how they have a toxic relationship and uh, things like that. And that, you know, later in the conversation, like he basically was trying to get the therapist on the line to mediate the conversation. Um, I think it's unfortunate that the son recorded this because to me, this should be a family matter. I had a coworker that she talked to me about this and she gave me her opinion. Um, and it was a different insight. And she basically was just saying that, uh, when Kurt Franklin had his son, you know, that was before he was, you know, before he was rich. And so it was like kind of a different perspective. And this is when Kurt Franklin was young when he had him. And maybe his way of living was different from the other kids. I don't really know. You know, this is just the opinion that she gave, which I thought it was good insight. 
I don't, here's the thing, you know, with, with Mika, you know, being a parent and things like that, I ain't gonna lie to you. Your kids will fucking take you there because kids don't realize the amount of shit that you fucking do and sacrifice for them. And so, especially, so when they start feeling like they're going to talk their shit, there has been plenty of times me, myself, personally, my heart is beating fast and I have to go and call on the Lord in order to not lose my, you know, ish in the house. So I I know that kids can take you there and can push your buttons. Now, I personally would not cuss my kid out like that, right? But my kid also wouldn't disrespect me to where I even feel like now we about to be in here, you know, at blows with each other, right? Like that's something that it's just already known. I'm not really sure of the whole context of the conversation that they were having. That's what makes this whole thing kind of fucked up to me because we're not really sure of like what kind of conversation were they having with each other? What exactly was going on? What exactly were they talking about? I mean, it it, it, it was so... It, you know, the recordings I heard, and I listened to this numerous times to try to get an angle. I mean, I think that if I would, especially my father, if I would disrespected my father, my father definitely probably would have told me he'll kick off of my ass. I mean, I'm pretty positive of that, right? My grandma passed away last year and I had never, my whole entire life, and I'm 36 years old, I had never cussed in front of my grandma ever my whole entire life. So... To hear the son on the phone cussing, to hear him kind of antagonizing Kirk Franklin, I think, you know, he would, he fucking took him there. He Kirk, the, he just, Kirk Franklin just went the fuck off. Now, I didn't understand who was laughing. That part, I was trying to figure that out. So I'm not sure if Kirk was like in front of somebody. That part was, that part was kind of, um, kind of like weird to me, but I don't know. I just think the whole thing that made this unfortunate is that it's a family matter and it just shouldn't have been outside of, I just think it shouldn't have been outside of there. I don't know. I mean, I was raised where, and I don't always think this is the best thing to say because clearly my parents obviously had us completely fucked up, but you know, you just don't speak outside of your home. I don't know if, you know, he says that he's had, the son said he's had years of, uh, verbal abuse, physical abuse from Kirk Franklin. I don't really know. Um, this is alleged, obviously. I I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know what to think really. What I do know is I don't think that, I think that the son is kind of estranged, I think. And I think that they have been trying to mend the relationship. Um, I, we heard that in the video in the, in recording too, like him saying like, you know, that Kirk Franklin quit therapy and all that. So what I think in this, in this regard, you know, what I can say is that I hope that whatever healing needs to take place, like I hope that they can get to a point of healing. I personally think it's fucked up to release a tape of, I'm not really sure what he was trying to prove, but I guess he was trying to show that, uh, Kurt Franklin isn't perfect. And I guess he was trying to expose him and and get him canceled. But here's my thing though. So many people are upset right now. And I think that's interesting too. And I say it's interesting from the standpoint of the, I was talking like, I, I was having, just having a conversation about this and I'm like, I am very much, you know, I'm a very much believer in God. Like I'm very much a believer in my faith, 
but I do not sit and follow, you know, uh, my preacher. Like I don't sit and like follow them to the grave because he's a man. Like he's just like me. Right. And granted, do I think he should be walking a certain way and doing this way? Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still human. He's still, he's still like me and, and we are imperfect people. Um, you know, that was the whole point of, you know, God dying for our sins because we're, we're imperfect. So none of us are perfect people. And so I think sometimes that we idolize, uh, these humans, you know, and make it seem like they can't do anything wrong or they can't make mistakes. Like, yeah, obviously. Right. He cussed out his kid, not a good look. You know, I personally couldn't imagine cussing out my kid. I'm not going to lie to you. Not, not in that regard. You know, I'm not going to be calling my kid a bitch ass. You know, but at the same time, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that Kirk is a bad person for it because he basically has, if you watch plenty of interviews with, with him, he's talked about how, you know, he was in the streets, he had to learn, he had to grow and he, you know, is still growing and trying to live by God. And that's, and that's his truth. And that's his honesty. But that's just some fucking, that's realness though. That is realness. And I, and I hate the cancel culture, but I hate the fact that like we pass so much judgment on people when it's like, we're everyday people. If you would have talked to Mika pre-therapy and you would have taken me to a place, oh my God, like the stuff that I used to say to people in the way I used to just sit and disrespect people, it was just out of this world. And, and it doesn't mean I'm not a bad person, like by no means, I'm probably one of the nicest people out here, but that doesn't mean that it, at times we might not fall weak to something. And, and that's just my opinion. Like I can't speak on fully what goes on in their household and how Kurt Franklin is as a father, but I don't really think it's up to us to judge what they have going on because we don't really know. And clearly, if you see, if you watch this video, it was clear the son was blatantly wanting to record him. So I think he was blatantly trying to push his buttons. And I think that's all that kind of came to pass. But like I said, I don't know, you know, the way the son is saying all this, he's saying that this is what it is all the time. I personally think that the son shouldn't have, um, he shouldn't have put this out there. Me personally. Um, I don't know, but okay. So Friday I'm laying around and all of a sudden it's like everywhere that A-Rod and J-Lo broke up. Here's the thing though. I would hate to fucking be a celebrity. Like for instance, like that. Cause I'm like, damn, like, you can't even fucking have a level of like privacy. But what I thought was weird was because they're now they're backpedaling saying like they're not broken up, but who the fuck went and told the people that they were broken up? Like who, who announced this? Cause my understanding, they like got into an argument. Uh, they claim it wasn't due to a third party, but Mad- but, but A-Rod was talking to a girl named Madison from Southern Charms and that came out and apparently they didn't meet each other or anything like that, but they were FaceTiming a little bit and I guess kind of having an emotional affair. Uh, um, they claim that that's not the reason, but, um, now they're saying they think that is the reason. I don't really know, but basically, you know, JLo didn't like the fact that he embarrassed her. Apparently they had been arguing and stuff. She did also speak about, you know, due to COVID, you know, they, they were going to therapy, just, you know, trying to get through some things. Couple therapy is nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, I think everybody should go to couple therapy because, you know, there's things that we all should iron out. There's things that we all should talk about in general and just to be on the same page. Um, to me, therapy is very much a part of my life. It's part of my, my everyday mode of myself, 
but uh, couple therapy is definitely something that's part of my thing too, especially um, with going to next levels of marriage and things like that. Like, obviously I will, I will definitely believe in therapy and I definitely believe in while you're inside of your marriage, you should still just be, you know, feeding into the health of your relationship. So when she said they were in couple therapy, I thought that was cool. I don't think anything was wrong with that. Too many times we need to stop acting like we're so embarrassed by somebody saying that they're uh, going to therapy or something like that. It's not really that big of a deal. I don't personally think so. So now they're saying that they are not broken up and that they're basically working through some things. So, you know, I don't know. The only thing that I thought about when I saw that they had broken up, because I don't really get too much, even though I, I do the hot topics with y'all, but I personally don't really get into too much of the celebrity shit. But I did think about the fact that they have blended their family and it sucks because when you date somebody with kids and you have kids and your kids love each other and all that, you're around each other, you have so much more shit to lose. And not saying you should stay because of the kids, but it's more shit to lose because the kids are obviously affected. You know what I'm saying? And so you're all around each other and they, they pretty much have done a good job with blending their family. So the first thing I thought about was their kids and how their kids are affected and that, and that I thought it sucked for that, you know, from that standpoint. So, um, I don't know. They said they're working it out. So maybe they are, I don't know, but we'll see. I'm sure we're going to hear about it guys because shit was everywhere. So let's see. The next thing I want to talk about was George Floyd. So this week, well, last week, I believe I want to say it was last week. Uh, they announced that the family settled um, a lawsuit against Minneapolis for $27 million, um, over his death. I think this is one of the largest settlements uh, ever, I think, I, I believe. So I had a few feelings in regards to this. One, I was happy that obviously the family um, received, uh, you know, money. Obviously, uh, they should have because what transpired was horrendous. Right. I still to this day, I've heard the audio. I still to this day have not watched the um, the video because I can't bring myself to watch um, a black man being killed in front of everybody on the street. I think that's just unnecessary trauma that I don't want to put myself in. But, um, you know, I, I have heard it. And just that little bit that I heard him, you know, George Floyd calling out for his mother. Um, I think it, it, it was horrible. Right. So they does, he has children and, and they deserve to be, uh, they deserve the settlement because, um, a life was taken away from them. And then at the end of everything, he didn't, he wasn't even doing anything wrong. So, you know, the police are not here to just be a uh, jury and persecutor on a damn random side of the road, killing somebody. So, and we see, we've seen this entirely too much. So, you know, we saw the George Floyd sparked the protests and things like that. And the, you know, the, um, the movement, um, you know, pushed it a little bit forward. The only thing that, so I was happy about that. The only thing on the flip side of that, that made me a little nervous was they gave 27 million largest we've ever seen. And I just hope that that doesn't mean that the police go free. So that was the only thing I was a little concerned about because usually when you see settlements, that's usually what you see. And so I wasn't really sure. I don't know. I don't know what that necessarily means. Now we'll say, um, the main cop that was, that was arrested. I think his name's Derek. I want to say, uh, 
they took away his third degree um, murder charge. And so he was just showing the manslaughter and he was showing, uh, God, it was some other charge. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it was something, but it was something about like involuntary murder or something like unintentional murder or something. So the highest originally that he was going to get once they took away the third degree was like five to eight years. And now they have to put the third degree back on to where I think he can get a maximum of 25 years. So when I saw that, I was, that just happened last week too, I think. And when I saw that I was happy. So maybe that might mean something. Cause I do think they should go to jail. Like I think everyone involved should, should go to jail. I, I do on top of them getting a settlement. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to think because in, in the past we've seen this so many times, you know, and we've gone through this so many times. I don't know what to think in regards to what's going to happen. Right. I really don't. So you know, I, I do want to say my prayers, though, in general to to the Floyd family and, and not even just his family, but everybody that, you know, is affected by um, police brutality. You know, it's horrible. It's a horrible experience. I can't I personally can't imagine if that was, you know, one of my loved ones. And the way that I personally feel with me just sitting here saying, like, I don't even know what's even going to happen. I think that's one of the most horrible things in itself right there. The fact that I can't even sit and tell you that this family is going to get justice because I don't give a fuck how much money you give me. That can't bring back, you know, my loved one. And then the way that, you know, he was was murdered. Same thing with Breonna Taylor. Right. We saw just a couple weeks ago. Her boyfriend, you know, they finally permanently dropped all the charges against him, which were trumped up, fucked up charges to begin with. Right. And now I think yesterday uh, he basically is doing a lawsuit against the um, the police. And he, he should, you know, two two black people in their home sleep. Police run up in the home and they run up in the wrong home and just and just spray everybody in there. You know, and it's sad. It really is. And, um, I can only imagine and, and I can only imagine for the families. And so, you know, the fact that we have to have slogans saying, say her name, or we have to have slogans saying black lives matter. And the fact that people still are offended by those things is crazy to me, but it's just a fucked up world that we live in y'all. It is really a crazy situation. Sorry. So I'm going to end this week on the hot topics talking about, uh, let's see, I, at this point, I feel like a week has passed. We've kind of talked about the Megan situation, uh, on all over. So I'm not going to go too far in depth in regards to, to the Megan, uh, interview, Megan and Harry interview with Oprah, but I haven't talked about it yet. So we're going to kind of talk about it a little bit. So I wanted to take away a few takeaways, it was quite a few, but I only have a few that I want to talk about. The main thing that I took away from this was when Me- what I found to be sad was when Megan talked about how she basically was telling them that her mental health was in question and that she really felt like she was on the brink and she really felt that, uh, she was going to, she felt suicidal, right? And I thought, 
I, I wasn't surprised really after seeing the crown and just kind of like, you know, just seeing how they kind of are. Uh, I wasn't, I, but I think it was sad that you had someone crying out for help and, and there was no one that even cared or listened. Right. Um, that was my biggest takeaway. So other takeaways was I wasn't really surprised that they were questioning the shade of the baby's skin. Wasn't really surprised by that uh, because, I mean, people are racist and I think people have so many microaggressions and have a false reality of themselves that I think people don't even realize that they're racist. I have people that talk to me and they talk to me with microaggressions and things like that, i.e. I can give an example of a microaggression if you don't know what I mean by that, by saying, oh, you're, you, you sound white, you know, or saying, oh, you're actually really smart to be black. You know, I don't know what shit like that means. Right. Um, because why is it that if I talk like, like I have some sense or I talk, you know, uh, the way I talk, like, why does it automatically mean that I have to be talking like a white person? Why can't I just be talking like an educated black person? Right. So those are usually microaggressions that we usually see, you know, and it could be, all over. I've, I got it all throughout college. I went to a predominantly white institution. So I got it all throughout college. I got it a lot. And so, uh, I think sometimes people who say like, Oh, my friend's black. So I can't be, I can't be racist. Like they don't really actually realize that they're racist because after they had this interview, what I found to be completely tragic. And I don't know who the fuck the institution over there is working with, but they instantly was out doing photo ops and, with black people and at, and at black establishments. And I thought that was just the tackiest shit in the world because just cause you're around black people or you go on visits to black institutes do not mean that your ass is not racist, but whatever. So she talked about that and I thought it was really sad that you can actually see how hurt Harry was that he talked about how, you know, his father stopped taking his calls and they were pretty much left out there with no protection and, um, you know, they basically didn't feel safe. Uh, and so, uh, it took for Tyler Perry to step in and kind of like help them out and give, and, and give, let them stay like at their place, at, at his place, excuse me. And then, um, you know, what I thought was just beautiful was that, you know, Harry was like, he used the money that his mom left him like $30 million. And so it was just like, even in death, you know, Diana was looking over her children, um, in case something like this was to happen. Right. So, I thought that was, I thought that was, was actually really beautiful. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, I thought that I want them to make it, you know, even though people say a lot of things about Megan, I, I've never really cared either way, either way about Megan, whatever, but you know, I don't really know how much she really identified with being black. I don't know if she was like one of those people that's like, oh, well I'm mixed. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if it necessarily even mattered to her. That part, I don't really know. I know sometimes when I talk to biracial people, I mean, I think they have issues with identifying like who they are. I've always just, I'm always just like a one dropper, you know? So if you're, if, if whoever the fuck is black, if you're black, you're black. And that's, that's how I've always been. My thought process is towards it. But, uh, yeah. So some people say mix, some people say biracial, whatever. So I think that it might've surprised her that, uh, she was actually getting treated like a black person. That's, that's how I took it. I think it, it put her in a state of shock because she couldn't believe it because I don't think that she really, 
um, identified as black before that. I don't think so. I could be wrong though. All right. So now I'm about to get into the trickle effect from this interview. So after that, y'all, Pierce Morgan was like going like a, on a fucking rampage. Mind you, he's been going on a rampage like forever talking about Meghan Markle, right? But now he just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, saying how he doesn't believe her, all those things. I think the thing that made this whole thing cringeworthy to me was the fact that, okay, the girl's pregnant right now, right? And clearly they know what they're about to do is going to set off fucking bombshells, right? Because we already saw that before the interview came out, they were trying to accuse Meghan Markle of being a bully. You know, and I think I talked about this before. I mean, how the fuck are you? I'd rather somebody sit and quote unquote call me a bully than somebody sit and call me racist and whatever, whatever else, whatever, whatever else, whatever else. So I thought it was just, you know, already they're releasing shit about her trying to make themselves look good and make her look bad. So, um, and she's pregnant. So I think that in itself is kind of like, you know, here, here we go with the bullshit. So Pierce Morgan is like going on and on about how like everything she's saying is a complete lie. He doesn't believe her. So she found a complaint on him, but also like while he was talking, he, the weatherman on it. So it's like good morning British, like kind of like good morning America. There's good morning British. That's the show he was on. The, the weatherman was like, look, dude, you know, like every night you come on here, you know, you're, you're talking shit about Meghan Markle. We get it. You don't like her. We get it. Right. But it's kind of ridiculous. The levels of how you're doing this shit. And, um, and he was like, you know, and then before you used to have like a personal relationship. And so what it, is it really the fact that she just didn't want you? So come to find out, like, apparently, you know, I guess they had gone out for drinks or something around the time she started dating Harry. And then she just never called Pierce Morgan again. So I don't even think it was anything like serious from that standpoint, but apparently I guess he got called out for being fucking toxic for having toxic masculinity. Basically Piers Morgan storms all set and they said he quit, but in actuality he actually got fired for his behavior. Cause I mean, he had like over, over close to 50,000 people that complained about his behavior because at the end of the day, you have a black woman sitting up there talking about literally talking about, you know, that I wanted to kill myself. The, from the press and all the stuff going on, like this became completely unbearable. So why would you still continue to berate this woman? What the fuck is, what's wrong with you? Like what's going on with you and what's wrong with you? Okay. So fast forward to the last week. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm getting these alerts to my phone talking about how like literally on the talk, it's like a shit show right now. So I'm like, what do they mean? So I go and look at the clips and Sharon Osborne is on there and she's having a conversation with Sher Underwood. Sher Underwood uh, was completely cool, calm, collected. But of course, as a black woman, Sher Underwood had to be cool, calm, cool, calm and collected because if it was reverse. Sher Underwood would be fired. So let's just get to it. So basically, Sharon Osborne was like, look, you know, Pierce, my friend. I think he's a good person. And she basically was defending him. And she just like, you know, how basically, even if he's a racist, is me defending him? Is that basically me trying to say that, I mean, are y'all basically going to say that I'm a racist basically because I'm defending him and he's a racist. And she just like, he's my friend. So Cheryl would just point out basically, basically in her opinion, she was just saying like, look, you know, like these, these are the reasons why stuff like this happens. 
And I'm gonna jump in on this part, right? Because basically what they were trying to educate her on, which is from the standpoint of, I've seen people in, even in my life, right? Where I don't judge people for what they do, but I've seen people do really fucked up shit, right? And I don't think I would do my due diligence towards somebody if I didn't call them the carpet. And I'm, I can give an example. I have a friend, she's been on the show a few times, named Maddie. She's one of my best friends. She's my lifelong friend. We've been friends for uh, over 20 years at this point. If I did some shit that was fucked up in front of her, um, or I told her I did some fucked up shit, she would automatically hold me accountable because that's the kind of relationship that we have. And I value that. Like, I know that she would hold me accountable, right? I've talked about that before on here, that you need a friend to hold you accountable. You don't want a friend that's always just going to agree with you. You need somebody that's going to disagree with you sometimes too, because that's okay. Right? So all she had to do was Sharon. She could have been like, listen, I don't know if he racist, right? Because I've never necessarily seen him do racist shit like right in front of me. But this shit that he doing right here, it ain't cool. I ain't with this shit. You know what I'm saying? He is my friend, but I can't sit and say that I agree with what the, with the fuck shit he doing. That's it. That's all she had to do. But instead, she starts going on and on on Cheryl. And she herself started doing, to me, microaggressions. It was crazy. And then trying to say how she ain't racist and everything else. And I think when you get to a point where you have to start saying that you're not racist, I think that's when you should start wondering, are you racist? It's just like when people say, oh, I'm not racist. I voted for Barack Obama. It does not fucking matter. What are we talking about? So because of her, of, of Sharon, because her behavior was absolutely deplorable. So because of what she did and all the other stuff, now they put the talk on quote unquote hiatus for yesterday, which was Monday and today, which is Tuesday. So they put it on hiatus and I'm not sure if it comes back on Wednesday or what they're going to do about it. Because I'm like, why the fuck does all the other people on the show got to suffer over Sharon Osbourne? To me, I'm just like, just fucking get rid of her. That's how I look at it. And then keep it fucking moving because nobody has a right in general, regardless of her opinion, because she's basically saying Pierce Morgan has a right to his opinion, which everybody does, right? We all have a right to our opinion, but when it comes to detriment of somebody else and you're being fucking racist, it's levels to freedom of speech in my opinion. So just the same with her. So it wasn't even the fact that she doesn't have freedom of speech. The fact that she's like a tragic ass, you know, co-worker could be part of why I feel like she needs to be fucking replace or or whatever the show can go on without her in my opinion you know so yeah so I don't know you see how like that one thing just turned to all of this shit so y'all out here protecting your white privilege to the point of you just gonna just lose your job and you and and you okay with that it's it's crazy so but yeah that's all I had today for hot topics y'all I feel like, I feel like we, uh, we went over a lot, but not really. Uh, let's see. So next week we have just a normal episode, um, where I'm going to have a, uh, thought of the week and I might have a guest. We'll see. Um, sorry. I got the episode out a day late. A girl was under the weather, but I'm back now. Uh, and so I do also want to thank you for, you know, always giving me feedback and tuning in every week. Don't forget to follow the show, leave feedback, rate the show on Apple Podcasts if you can. Uh, you know, that that stuff is important. But also uh, follow me on my social medias. 
and you know you can leave feedback on there as well and i also will talk back to you so on instagram it's at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast on twitter is at ijmt podcast and if you ever want to email me and want to be part of the show is ijmt podcast at gmail.com like always i thank you so much for listening it's mika here and i appreciate you